What's up, Interverse Traversers? I've got an intro before the intro for you here today. I'm going to be talking with Matt Landman, our good friend who's been on a few times already. And I'm really glad we're able to have this kind of off-the-cuff conversation about things that are going on in the world right now. 2020 is a crazy time, and this all seems to be quite a planned set of events, but I expect that the information and the perspectives we're going to be sharing in this episode with you are probably things that very few of you are hearing said by others. So I hope that you can keep an open mind as we explore some of these topics and look at this from what I think is the real spiritual perspective, not the crowd's version of the spiritual perspective. We have to keep in mind that just because we are questioning events that are being presented to us by the media and by so-called viral videos and viral ideas, <laughs> viral, that's funny, what does viral mean? Well, just because we're questioning this stuff doesn't mean that A, we don't care about minorities or B, we don't care about police brutality. Actually, we care about those things quite a bit. We, we care about what is happening to people. We care about what's happening in, in our communities and we care about how, you know, the world is on fire, so to speak. So in this conversation, we're going to be exploring the hex that is the I can't breathe meme and the real agenda behind why these type of protests are spreading like wildfire around the country and riots and looting, of course, was a part of that. And this isn't to say that I think that if you've been out there on the protest march that you're a bad person, I really don't think that. I just want to point out what seems to be coming down the line. And in this conversation, we're talking about the technocratic takeover, totalitarian tiptoe that is now moved up to a, a pretty steady jog this year, quicker, much quicker clip. And what it's going to mean for our future whenever these AI type systems start taking the place of law enforcement. And actually, in this conversation, we didn't even have some of the newest stuff hitting the headlines from today and yesterday, like that police forces are being dismantled and defunded and that the UN is considering disarming all the police in the United States. I don't believe that there should be a group that's an armed group uh, or an armed gang that's allowed to enforce on other people and have the ability to hurt others. And, you know, <laughs> like, obviously, there's dozens of people a day that are brutalized by the police, not just this one story that we've been given as the one to rally around. So, you know, this is a example of controlled opposition, I think, whenever we look at the the movement as it is right now um, for what most of the people involved in the movement see is for justice, but what is also playing right into the hands of the uh, ones that want to create the total surveillance state and bring about the next level of the dystopian future. So in the uh, plus extension of this episode, we talk a lot more about the transhuman agenda, the Elon Musk dude and uh, what he is up to. And even after this conversation, I was shown an article about how Elon Musk's 
baby mama is uh, doing some sort of sell her soul type so-called art project where literally it's about selling her soul, selling out. And I think a lot of the themes that are given to us in the media that seem so like biblical book of revelations, apocalyptic are really there just to scare people that have already had a lifetime of programming in the Christian religion to make it look like this is really the end times. And for a certain chunk of the population to have them believing that, well, we don't really need to do anything about the evil that's happening in the world because the savior's coming soon. Obviously the signs and wonders are appearing and the time is nigh, but we've been told that the world is ending or that the Messiah is coming back a million times in the past. It's always, it's always been done. And what's really, in my opinion, the truth of the matter is that the controllers use this biblical playbook, <laughs> the scriptures as a script by which to encode the events that they're presenting us and to continue the us versus them narrative in a variety of ways. So anyway, the main reason I wanted to give this intro before the intro was to correct my mistake. Whenever I was telling you about Matt's protection clothing company, the EMF protection clothing company, Sparrow, I think I gave the website incorrectly. And the real website is sparrowprotectionclothing.com and Sparrow is spelled S-P-E-R-O. I'll link that in the show notes. So do check it out. And um, I hope you guys can keep an open mind with this conversation and not immediately assume that we're in some way, I don't know, bad because we're not believing in coronavirus, because we're not believing in the <laughs> the uh, staged events that the media presents to us. And I'll just remind you one of the one of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard, especially true recently, is the belief is the enemy of knowing. And the transhuman agenda, well, the real point of transhumanism isn't about merging with machines to become a god. It's about turning humans into machines so that they can be controlled by the ones that want to be God. And we got to keep that in mind. I mean, we don't need to merge with machines. <laughs> we really don't. The truth is that all of our abilities, our natural spiritual capacities, all of these things are just plagiarized by the technology. I recognize that it's ironic that I'm saying this while I'm coming to you through technology, but I don't have another way to reach people other than the people that I meet in my daily life. And a lot of those people are too scared to come out and meet me or won't have this conversation with me. So if you're here, it means that you're at least ready to have this type of perspective presented to you. Maybe you've already been thinking the same thing. That would be cool. But anyway, without, without anything else, I'll just go ahead and get straight over to the actual episode with Matt Landman creator of Sparrow Protection Clothing Company, the actualactivist.com website, and also the Frankenskies documentary about weather engineering. Lots in this one, so buckle up. There's a universe inside each of us. The Interverse Podcast is your portal to that infinite realm of ideas. 
I'm Chance Garten, and I'll be your host as we serve up inspirational sound waves from the brightest minds with the highest vibes. And we keep searching for the empowering perspectives we need to create our greatest masterpiece of all, our lives. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Interverse Podcast. Today, we've got the return of our good friend, Matt Landman. If you guys remember from just a few months back, Matt dropped by for a return visit when we talked about the COVID-1984 situation we're all facing. And as things have definitely been heating up, not just because of the summer, over just a matter of days and weeks lately, we have plenty of ammunition of things to talk about, ways to point out that what's going on is not what you're being told it is. And the reason it's happening is all pre-planned and it's scripted and there's a lot there to explore. But if you guys want to support Matt, you need to check out Spiro.com, S-P-E-R-O.com, where you can buy his really awesome silver threaded EMF protection clothing uh, he's got phone cases that you can drop your phone in. No signals are getting in and out, in or out. So as we're going into more and more surveillance culture, that's going to be pretty helpful. And if you're an expecting mother or you've got a young kid, he's got clothing specifically to help protect you and your family during those vulnerable parts of life. All around, Matt is an amazing dude. Really happy to call him my friend. And he's done so much for the community of truth seekers, especially around the weather modification agenda. If you want to check out his movie, Frankenskies, it's free on YouTube or at frankenskiesthemovie.com. It is the best overall documentary I've ever seen about the topic of weather modification, where he lays out a completely clear and uh, pretty indisputable case that weather modification has been going on for a long time. There's documented history and record of the science of it and the military's involvement. And so it is very silly to think that the weather at this point is forecasted when it's so obviously scheduled. But there's more than that. Matt's also the webmaster at actualactivist.com, where he posts information that could help you out on a variety of topics, uh, 5G, weather control, of course, and fluoride, and a lot of things to do with health and with our freedom. So all that being said, let's just kick into gear with Matt Landman, my good friend and yours. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Chance. I really appreciate you having me on again. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm here in California. I know you're in Missouri. I, I still am grasping that the entire world is pretty much all together on this in this situation that we're that we're dealing with, which is the COVID stuff. Of course, the United States is dealing with um, the, the, the racial tensions and, and all of that, but we are really all together, the human race. Like when I read this article that you could see the Himalayans for the first time in 30 years in India, that the streets of these major cities in India were empty. You know, I'm like, wow, because usually it's just us, right? We're the ones in some war or some, some dealing with something and whatnot. But to think that these major third world cities are, are sheltering in place and quarantining and all this stuff through all this. It's, it's an interesting time to be alive. And thank you again for the awesome intro. And thanks for what you do, man. I was checking out some of your stuff and the different guests that you've been having on. And, and it's, it's, it's an amazing time to, to get 
the truth out there and to honor the truth with integrity. We need more people like you. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that because I feel like all the time that I'm not doing enough and or the way I'm doing things isn't the most effective way to be doing it. So, uh, of course, I'm more and more open lately to changing things up in my process and in the show format and all that, because there's so much information. Finding the right guests to present that information can be tough. And I think maybe it's time that I have some voices come on more frequently than they were coming on before, like yourself, and also maybe start doing more stuff by myself because we really are at the <laughs> precipice of some wild shit. I mean, you could say we've crossed the Rubicon and it's a hundred miles in the rear view mirror at this point with uh, the <laughs> all, all at home together hashtag or whatever, but man, there's so many places to, uh, to go in this discussion but there's one place I want to make sure that we get up front and center, which is for you to talk about what's going on with Sparrow and the way that your uh, your company has expanded, how how it's more relevant now than ever. And, you know, what's what's new with your EMF protection clothing line? Awesome. I'm glad you asked. And it is increasingly important in coming into the consciousness as well with all this awareness with 5G while people are witnessing 5G rolling out just as they got told to go stay inside. The people that are keeping their eyes and ears open, they're seeing literally trucks pull up and installing 5G in their neighborhoods or the infrastructure at least near the schools and all this stuff, just as we were told to go stay inside. So people are starting to talk and, and realizing that this is a conversation that, that needs to be had but back to what you said really quick, it's all about taking that first step in activism. I know it's easy to beat yourself up and, and we all do it. I'm a freaking perfectionist, bro. I don't know if my astrology really calls for it or what it is, but I really was beating myself up a lot. But I think it's just about taking that first step and then doing something every day and learning and evolving. And you take a look back, like how much you've grown in one year or two or six months or, you know, Right now, time is basically frozen. It feels like these days are so long with everything kind of closed and everything. I can get so much done. But we can really grow and adapt and evolve. And everything is kind of this spiritual journey. And we're all kind of evolving children and all this. And just because we didn't know one thing doesn't mean we can't switch out of it. You know, a lot of people identify with certain things like I'm an anti-vaxxer or I'm a pro-vaxxer or whatever. And then they get stuck as that being their identity. For instance, the love for your phone or what have you. Just because you got the 2G and then the 3G and then the 4G doesn't mean you have to fall in love with the 5G. You can get this little bit of education and learn that it's not just a progression in the generation, but it's actually a whole new technology that can really bring some harm your way. So if, if you want to at least mitigate those harms, you can slip your phone into a um, silver lined phone pouch. So yeah, for those of you that no, don't know, and I'll, I'll, take it back to the beginning. It was about a year and a half ago, I started to learn, or two years ago, I started to learn that there was an actual fabric that could block EMF radiation. At the same time, I was learning about 5G and the rollout of 5G because I was living in Arizona to um, host a conference in Tucson to bring about the awareness of the normalization of chemtrails as a solution to, geo, um, to global warming. So geoengineering was being launched, an experiment was to be had. So I went down to Tucson, had an experiment, 
and went head to head with this um, evil man, David Keith, funded by Bill Gates. He was to dim the sun with aluminum over Tucson and we stopped him. We had a conference, we had a protest, we had a concert. It was amazing. But while in Arizona, I witnessed the rollout of 5G because Arizona's claimed to be the first state that wants to have 5G statewide. And this involves this network of small cell towers, cactuses that look like cactus, uh, cell towers that look like cactuses rather. And it's, it's, it's such a network of towers that I started to ask questions. I went to some city hall meetings and, and then I got on this path. And finally, I found out that there's a material that can block it. And I thought it was just this copper at first. So I went to Asia with this copper fabric and learned how to say copper fabric in different languages. When I was in Thailand, it was Pa Tordai Tong Dang. And, and lo and behold, I found out that there's actually steel woven fabric, there's copper plated fabric, and there's silver woven fabric. And in countries such as Japan and Korea and China, it's common practice to protect especially pregnant women with maternity aprons and maternity dresses made with either woven steel or woven silver. So this technology exists and it's amazing and I'm bringing it to the West. So I'm the cheapest in the world now and the best value um, quality wise. I'm the coolest and the best in the world and the cheapest with a lot of the stuff like the cell phone pouches and the hats and the men's underwear and the maternity aprons and now t-shirts. Um, I've got all these different and beanies, right? So I'm bringing it cheap and affordable but also higher quality because it's a tiny, tiny little market that really does not exist quite yet. So I want the, I want some competition to come in is for the world to see that we can protect ourselves with silver. So what it is, is basically the proof is in the pudding when you have the Sparrow cell phone pouch. You can get a phone call and be on a phone call like on speakerphone with the Bluetooth running and you've got your Bluetooth speakers cranking your music. You drop it in the Sparrow phone pouch and clench up the top and no signal can get through the silver because the phone pouches are lined with silver. And so there's no signal going through and it shows how protective the silver material is. It's basically like this. Um, I can make this kind of long or short, but I'm going to make it medium. So really quick and bear with me. Um, radio frequency waves are these light waves that we can't see. And radio waves are how we carry data in smart technology. So we have smartphones, we have Wi-Fi, we have Bluetooth, we have smart meters, even radios like AM and FM, and all those travel on radio waves, radio frequency waves. Well, even 5G is on the radio wave spectrum, but it's a harmful version of it because it's a really, really small micro-sized wave. It's a millimeter in size, actually, which makes it absorb into things that it hits, including humans, opposed to like AM waves and FM waves, which are rather large, like AM is a thousand feet. They go through everything. But either way, all of those radio waves, which I like to identify it as light, light that we can't see with our eyes, but all of those radio waves that carry data, they can be blocked or deflected with like lead or steel or silver or copper. It's just the properties of it all. It's basically like if you have a, a material, you can make shade from the sun, 
Well, sunlight gets blocked by just about anything, but radio waves don't. They get blocked by only those things. So I'm making clothes out of those things and it's starting to take off, especially with this, I want to track everyone, even when your phone's off coming from the government. So people are slipping their phones in the sparrow phone pouches and having a little privacy while we still can and what have you, having a little bit of this while it still is here. But the future of sparrows looking amazing. I'm <clears throat> What I want is in a 5G world, which of course I'm combating with activism and whatnot, and we're trying to not have it in some neighborhoods and some towns, and there's a lot of successes, especially abroad, in Switzerland, in, in The Hague, in Encinitas, California, um, Mill Valley, California. A lot of towns in California are, de are demanding no and saying no, and, and they're letting them say no. But it's a numbers game. A lot of people are not educated. A lot of people aren't arguing with it and it's rolling in. So in places where it does exist, at least I want to offer protection to pregnant women, to newborns, to people who are in the know. And the people who are in the know eventually will have some awesome sparrow futuristic gear when the future is here. And it'll have like a little EMF meter built into the jacket and like hooded silver. And it's going to be pretty gangster, but it's just a very beginning and it's just blossoming and it's my baby. And I'm so excited and thankful and thankful to know you chance. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I love Spiro. Uh, Spiro is awesome. Sparrow. Sorry. <laughs> I've got my hat on right now. I wear it, wear it all the time. I mean, even when we're not in 5g land yet, the fact is that there is a huge amount of EMF pollution just off of everyday electronics that we're surrounded with. I mean, so if you get an EMF meter, it'll freak you out. I mean, it's coming out of the fucking walls, but you know, through the electrical wirings of our houses, we, we do need to uh, take, take this into account as we go forward. The way I like to think about the waves metaphor, it just kind of popped into my head. Uh, the way radio waves, small to large affect you. Think about how water's behaving in the ocean and those big waves that come through slowly rolling, gentle waves. Those don't do anything to you other than, I guess maybe drown you if you're a bad swimmer, but you know, it's not hurting your body to be in that type of a wave system. Now think about the way water looks when it's boiling. It's uh, lots of small little jumping um, ripples and waves, if that makes sense. It's, a, it's an entirely different <laughs> setting to, to be in. You wouldn't jump in the boiling water. That's kind of what goes on with the radio waves. The smaller waves are hitting you at, they're, they're making this resonance, right? That it, it's like molecular level or cellular level, not molecular, cellular level. Uh, they tend to like be able to vibrate objects that are similar scale is the way I've understood it. So it's the difference between like living inside of a microwave or, or uh, swimming in the ocean when we're talking about big natural, I mean, not that radio technology is natural, but there are radio waves that just like fly through the planet from natural sources. Essentially it's like part of the light spectrum in a way. So anyway, it's, it's really great. Silver is the, uh, the gentleman's currency as well. It's traditionally said, you know, invest in silver is a good time to invest in silver, but that you put on your body, not in coins. <laughs> I think it's awesome. And we need more of it. I hope people check out your uh, website and maybe pick something up, at least a phone case and a, I know that you're doing it for the right reasons. I mean, it'd be great if it turned into a really profitable business for you because you'd be able to funnel that right into more activism. But I'm sure you'd be just as happy if 
competitors came in and started doing as good a job or better. And they, and it became a big thing and they put money behind marketing it that you couldn't. And because ultimately it's about protecting humanity, not about anything else. I think that's really admirable and awesome. That's always been the mission and that's always been my goal. And thank you for saying it. Um, just like you did. Yeah, it's, it's very true. Um, and the more successful that it is, the more items that can come out, um, such as I'm really looking forward to a hooded baby onesie, a little silver hooded baby onesie uh, for babies and baby blankets and um, even socks and, and all sorts of things. I'm learning a lot about grounding. It's, it's so fascinating when you learn how bad it is to have rubber soles, brother. It's we're surrounded by all of this. And when you say that there's dirty electricity coming out of the sockets of, of, of the wiring in your house, it's really true. And when you start to learn about it, um, especially when you have a smart meter on your home, that smart meter works with all the wiring in your home and emits a lot of dirty electricity. So even if you're away from your Wi-Fi router, you're dealing with that. There's so much that we're surrounded by. Learning about grounding is so unbelievably important. And I've become increasingly sensitive. I don't know if I'm becoming EMF sensitive or just more of like a spiritual being that's more impacted by stuff. But I was um, short story, but very relevant. I, I took some family friends up to the local university on the track. You know, it's a small school, but also COVID, empty track. And I'm like, let's go roller skating on the track with these, you know, little kids and stuff. After like 15 minutes, I was really agitated and anxious. And I, I had no idea what was going on, but I had this kind of knot in my stomach and it was very unlike me. And um, my friend was like, what's wrong? I said, I have no idea. I'm just not feeling well, you know, and we went from there to the beach and we're walking out of the beach and she's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, yeah, you know, not, I don't know. I'm still, and I take off my shoes and I put my feet in the sand, like wet sand, I think it was, but either way, I made an electrical connection immediately, immediately. Like, I mean, I know my body so well, but, and you have to just believe me, but immediately I felt a million times I felt like a million bucks. I felt like none of that had even existed. It went right out of my feet. And I realized that I had a lot of built up dirty electricity or something. And then the next day I was telling my friend about it and he goes, Oh, you want to know why you were feeling that way? I'll show you. And he took me to that same spot, but just on the side and showed me this cell phone tower tree that was disguised in the redwoods right next to the track. And I mean, I was getting blasted with it, but wearing these rubber soles, Long story short, it's so important to get grounded. We're around it. Even look, if you're on your phone for an hour or 10 minutes or just around a coffee shop or any of that stuff, you've got to get that electricity out of your body that's built, building up and just get grounded. And it sounds crazy, but all you're doing is just getting your feet or your hands or something connected to the earth with an electrical connection, you know, like, like moist dirt or grass or like a river or the, the beach or whatever, you know, you like shedding this dirty electricity that if you had grounded shoes, long story short, I really want to, if I can get 
um, sparrow off the ground well enough, I really want to get into grounding as well as protection because as I learn and educate myself and others, grounding keeps coming up so much as a mitigation solution as well. I'm going to be selling EMF meters for cheap and stuff like that too, because it's about the education and such. But it's like this, if you get well, I don't want to come up with a getting struck by lightning metaphor because I haven't really thought it through right now, but it's the dirty electricity gets built up and it, and it literally is going from your head to your toes and back and forth because we're electrical beings and we're so, we are so conductive. You don't even know it. Our, from our cells to our everything, our neurons in our brain to our nervous system, everything is electricity. No, dude, bro, this just flashed into my mind like as a way to describe this. Okay, so imagine you've got something that it does vibrate or is you like, I don't know, you hit a metal plate that a gong and it's vibrating. That vibration pretty much just like stays in the gong and slowly dissipates out to the air. But if you were to take that gong and touch it to like drop it on the table, it would just go and the vibration would stop. I mean, it's not exactly like that, but you can kind of look at it that way that your body has a really hard time dealing with that built up electrical charge, which is just a vibratory charge that's passing through you because the, the waves that are hitting you are vibrating in the air, you know, through the medium and the, of the air and hitting your body and causing that's what is happening is a bit like when you say you built up a lot of dirty electricity. It's another way of saying that it's just like I've got an unbalanced charge that's built up an unbalanced vibration. So, touch, you know, touching the earth is like putting that gong on the table and. It's just like immediate, like you said, I, I've got my feet on a grounding mat right now that plugs into the ground socket of the wall. Always use that whenever I'm on my computer because it's pretty heavy duty electronics right there. I take my dog to the park and I'm the only person walking through the park barefoot through the grass instead of on the, uh, the concrete trails. And it feels great. I can't believe I'm the only person that's doing that. You know, it's, it's definitely going to hopefully be more common knowledge soon because it's been uh, not researched and, you know, humanity has had the potential to know about grounding for quite a long time, but there's so much other stuff getting thrown in our face that, and we're, we're made to fear that health is so complicated and any little thing you could just get sick and die or, or whatever, but really we're super strong and powerful beings, but we have to have that connection to nature on a literal sense, just as step one before, before we can actually have our bodies Ex exercise their true potential of being self-healing. It's, it's wild, man. I think a lot of it has to do with the simplicity of it. If you look at the threat of, for instance, Dr. Sebi, he just talked about alkaline and diet. And so they couldn't let that information get out there. The Edward Bernays, what he developed the slogan for the doctors was um, leave it to the specialist and also trust your doctor. But when you can leave it to someone else and they've done all the science and research and, and their science is, is above you and, and your ego is attached to that along with your identity, how could something so simple be so important? You know, it's so easy for people to, um, to not acknowledge it to, let it, to let it go, but it is so important. So what I'm thinking is I'm, I'm making these uh, conductive socks, uh, or, or rather EMF protective socks, but there's also grounding socks, right? But I need to come out with shoes and I'm looking at different things um, aside from rubber, which even condensed mushrooms or uh, even uh, corn works, like corn, like different corn 
material or hemp or whatever. But if I can get away from rubber soles and make shoes that are conductive, we can really get away from being impacted by this EMF so much. I've seen it on a meter. I've seen my body test super high and then I put my foot on the ground and it all goes away, right? It's like, think of us as batteries that don't want that energy going up and down through it. But we're like, when you stand under a power line or you're on the EMF or from anything, you know, but either way, moving forward. And it's just like what's going on on the scale of society, dude. The rubber sole shoes, they just isolate you from nature the way that everything about this control system is about isolating us, isolating us. It's it's crazy, but that's that's really what it is. And a, what, a quick hack that I like to remind people of is that if you got a walking stick or a badass wizard staff, that wood is conductive. And if it's touching the ground, even if you've got the rubber sole shoes on, you've got a, a, a grounding connection to the earth through your walking stick or your staff. That's why Gandalf has a staff guys. I love it. Um, so with that, um, knowledge and bringing the information, you know, to people. And then it's like, you have to learn and then let go of what your programming is. Okay. And then realize that you've got that power. Like I always say on almost every show I go on, but I don't care. I'll say it again. Potatoes grow potatoes. And that's how I kind of snapped out of my indoctrination is at the age of 35, I thought I knew everything. I got a job on an organic farm and I learned that those potatoes were actually just trying to grow more potatoes in my pantry, you know, and how little that I knew. And then even just learning that there's different varieties of different foods and all these different things that I should have known, but no one taught me. It's, it's snapping out of the indoctrination and then willing to learn and adjust and take on new information and then empowering yourself with the ability to grow from it and say, oh, hey, I'm going to actually get away from this smartphone or unplug my Wi-Fi or get this EMF meter and really learn about this or become an activist and speak up. The thing about the 5G is it's becoming so local that your voice is so important. It's unbelievable if you consider the impact you can have by just demanding that it not come onto your street. Because having a small cell, they're calling them, every 500 feet, you don't want that thing to go up and then be forced into your learning then and then mitigating your health impacts then. Much rather you learn now and prevent it from coming onto your street. Like all these communities have already, already done. You can check out, if you go to actual activists, it's always hard. There's an S at the end, actualactivists.com. On the 5G tab, you can go in there and there's some information, but a lot of encouraging um, city hall meetings, and especially this Larkspur, California, where the vice mayor talks about how he saw 5G being tested and birds dropped dead in front of him and how he doesn't want it to come into his city. And the, the city attorney is, is really fighting to figure out how they can figure out to uh, mirror different ordinances from different communities, but you have to plant that seed. I went into Arcata, California, and they had no idea and they were just going to push it through. And I was the only one that stood up and spoke. And I said, no, other communities have said no. And so can we. And if you can just plant that seed and get that ball rolling, you have no idea what kind of impact you can have, but it's really up to you because it's your community. Man, <laughs> I was just taking down a couple of notes of things that we were covering before we started recording and trying to decide exactly where to go with this. But, you know, I think the first thing that we should maybe talk about is this deal with the masks. I mean, last time you were on, we talked about it a little bit, how to your subconscious, some seeing someone, a stranger wearing a mask is like 
equivalent to the the symbol or the signal for that's a dangerous person that's a bandit or or whatever i mean up until they started programming people with superheroes anyone that was wearing a mask was pretty much a bad guy or it was coming from the like the of <laughs> uh, party scene of ultra rich elite people going to a masquerade so that they can do debaucherous stuff and uh all pretend that they didn't know who was doing what so it was cool yeah exactly <laughs> it's just like a a little a little ritual that it's still happening today i mean you can find uh there's there was like i believe in the 70s a leak of a masquerade ball of really heinous behavior that the rockefellers threw but you know that's all beside the point i think what we should talk about here is uh the really tragic actually i mean it hurt my heart when you told me this story about someone you knew who basically died and seems really linkable to their uh wearing of a mask as to what caused them to die and if you could tell us a little bit about that story and then we can expand on what's really going on with this whole i can't breathe meme and the spell is being cast on people i can't breathe so the irony there, which is not just irony, people, no coincidences, especially as we enter into this age, literal age, we're entering into an age of falsehoods. And this is like the christening of it, you know, and it's just going to get layered and layered and layered where I don't know if you ever read Gulliver's Travels, but he arrives to this one land where there's this war ongoing. And he says, well, what's this amazing, unbelievably brutal civil war all about? And they say, well, this side says that that's the top of the egg. And that side says that this is the top of the egg. And they were killing each other and waging war forever over which top of which top, which side was the top of, of, an, of the egg of eggs, eggs, you know. But it's just the, the irony there where you can polarize an argument and then get people fighting over anything, really. Right. And. Oh, wow. The masks. So here I am in Northern California and I think we're on week 12 or 13. Maybe it is week 13 of, of quarantine, lockdown, mask wearing, social distancing. And they're talking about, oh, we're going to open up the schools, but we'll do it this way as long as everyone has their vaccines and we're going to be doing social distancing and masks and and holy jeez, I can't believe this is the world that we're living in and that everyone's just like, okay, yeah, that's, what are the rules now? Okay, sure. Oh, Chance. Okay, are you ready? Hang in there with me one second. I'm grabbing something. Just pause. And I have it right here. You're going to love this. So I was down in Santa Rosa, brother, which is a couple hours south of where I'm at. I live in the country. I can't be around too many humans. Um, at this time in my life. So here there's this COVID and I'm showing you this on the video. Um, COVID-19 tennis slash pickleball playing guidelines. Effective May 13th, 2020. So this is effective almost a month ago. So this is for reopening guidelines. So we got all of our rights taken away in this crazy, weird, Orwellian Nazi regime we're dealing with or whatever. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, my rights. Yeah, okay. Oh no, please take them all away. And here, there's this list of rules, okay? This list of rules in about 12 font and it's like two feet long here. I'm going to read you some of these rules here, a list of rules to, if you can play t t tennis, you're allowed to play tennis. Number one, play at your own risk. 
Number two, masks. Required while waiting, but not while playing. Uh, uh, never mind. I'm just going to read a few. Singles play. Only members of the same household can play on each court. Doubles is not allowed. Okay. Sharing the courts. And it's like all these different rules. Chairs. You may bring a chair, but you have to sit six feet apart while waiting in line. Do not share chairs. Um, exiting the facility. When exiting the facility, you have to walk on this side, walk side to side, 16s, maintain social distancing. Touching. Do not touch rackets. Do not touch paddles. Do not bump elbows. Do not touch another person. Congregating. No organized or spontaneous social gathering of any kind in or around the courts and surrounding area. So you can't organize in a spontaneous way or an, or a planned way. No, what, what really tripped me out, I mean, the rules just keep going on and on and, and my, and like, I had to tear it off the wall and I laughed, but is there someone going to ever enforce this? Yes. Eventually there will be people actually enforcing these things such as, do you live in the same household? Well, I know. People gotta have Br jobs after robots take all the jobs. They're, we need some new jobs. Exactly. I know in Britain, they're trying to say now that you can't date or even have sex with someone outside of your household and stuff. So it's getting really, really, really weird, really quick. And all under the guise of it's for your own protection. And right? I want to interject real quick that the guy who was like the scientist working uh, for the British government that came up with all the projections and models that said, we're going to have millions of deaths if we don't do these lockdown measures. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but look this up because it's 100% true. He actually got busted and I think even like resigned or stepped down from his position with the government because he was breaking the quarantine rules to have his uh, married woman lover come over to his house for booty calls. <laughs> so the ones that are like placing the rules in effect, they don't play by these rules. This is for us. This is for the, the masses. So speaking of which, I'll just say really quick, I watched the film Handmaid's Tale, 1990, just the other day, because I'm creating this traveling truth box project of media, which we can discuss a little later. But in the film, there is this scene where the elitist is out on a date at a nightclub. And the woman says, isn't this all illegal? And he says, yes, for everyone else. Right. So these these things that are being created, of course, the people putting them in place aren't living by these rules, but they keep pushing the envelope and through the control media and the social engineering. These social engineering is the only reason any of this is even being enforced. I went to a farmer's market yesterday and I have now refused to wear a mask. I will not do it. OK, I have to make a stand of some sort and no one is going to prevent me from showing my face wherever I go, you know? And if I have to shop somewhere else, I'll do it. That's it. But I found that my Safeway doesn't say a word. I went into Safeway. I walked around. I bought all my stuff. I counted zero people. I went to the farmer's market. I counted zero people showing their faces except for me. It was very weird and daunting. And everyone gave me kind of a look, but not one person said a word to me. And I started now I'm on day like five of just like whatever, I'm showing my face everywhere. I'm starting to really love it. And you know what happened at the farmer's market? A girl came up to me and thanked me and said, I'm so happy to see someone not just falling in line like a sheep because they read in the paper that they had to do something. You know, they're not enforcing it. There's not a police 
man. There's no tickets being written. Not a single ticket has been written. And everyone is just falling in line because of the social pressures and the social engineering. I saw an old man wheezing with his mask on. People can't just suck in their own carbon dioxide all day long. It's now June. Imagine when July and whatnot hits in New York City and some of these people are just doing what they're told. So my I go to the post office every single day. And for me as an activist, it's just been baby steps towards big goals. You know, I first came out with a very, very horrible chemtrail flyer and I printed it color glossy back to back and I printed it really expensive. And 99.9% of them that I handed out all got thrown away almost right in front of me, you know, and as it evolved, I grew and I'm, and a lot of them, a lot of the things that I did, including hosting events, were complete disasters. You know, I look back on some of the videos that I've done um, with my half like afro coming in because I promised I wouldn't cut my hair until I stopped chemtrails. It's just a promise to myself. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But I'm still on the warpath trying to stop chemtrails, everyone. But but either way, it's all a work in progress, and it's amazing how, how it goes, right? But I just ended up going to the post office almost every single day. Every day I go to the post office and I'm mailing out stacks of flyers to people, which if you don't know, mailing media mail is amazing. If you're mailing DVDs or flyers or books, anything that's media, um, you can mail it really cheap. You just tell the postman, media mail. I learned so much about the postal service and I got to know so many cool postal workers and whatnot. And my absolute favorite, I'm not even kidding, my favorite postal worker, okay? He even slipped in a Frankenskies flyer that is still there underneath the glass. When people go up to mail their packages at the U.S. post office, it says Frankenskies the movie with a gas mask and chemtrails. It's amazing. Okay. And so um, Brian was really cool. He's a really awesome guy. But when all this started at the post office, they put up a little plastic wall and everyone's wearing their masks. And he was wearing his mask, but it was quite evident that he had breathing problems. He was huffing and puffing behind that mask. And I could see him wheezing and taking gasps of air. And there's no regulations to this. Like there's like, no, just wear something. You know, some of them are like, people have cloths right on their face. Some of them are not breathable at all. Like if anybody knows anything about viruses, they can go right through cloths, right? This is more symbolic than it is anything. And if you start to realize that and wake up to that, that this is nothing but symbolism and it's actually worse for your health. And the who even says it, the WHO they say, the World Health Organization, you know, the CDC and whatnot, these people that are telling us to wear the mask, they say not to wear it if you're healthy. They say only to wear it if you're sick. So healthy people wearing masks actually hurts them, hurts their immune systems, especially if you have pre-existing conditions. So my friend, I swear, man, this is such a real story. My friend, he ended up dying, you know, and I kept asking what happened, what happened. And a few days later, they said, Oh, all we hear is it was sleep apnea. And if you do some research, if you've got breathing conditions like that, and you're working freaking standing on your feet as a postal service man or whatever, yo, these people don't need to be wearing masks standing behind plastic walls with people coming in wearing masks when it doesn't even do anything. Viruses go through everything. They're tiny. Like people do some research. It's kind of like the Kim Trails thing. It's like, okay, just look at the sky. You look at the sky every day for a couple of weeks. 
you're going to start to ask questions, all right? Or the vaccines. Read the ingredients, all right? Polysorbate, someone else's DNA, some other random human's DNA, thimerosal, mercury, formaldehyde, aluminum. Do you want to inject that in your baby? You know what I mean? These things are such common sense that like people are just giving away their truth, giving away their integrities and they're living these falsehoods and they're being so incredibly socially engineered, but I can't help but think and pray and notice and know and realize that so many people are waking up from this exact thing. Okay. So the powers that be, that think that they can look into their crystal ball and be like, Oh, we do this and we can turn them all into fear based cyborgs and whatnot, because we can get going in a minute about the upcoming United States civil war based on States breaking away all a planned thing, you know, but the writing's on the wall. And once you can really read the propaganda, which is right there in your face, you know, like right when they did the the lockdown in California, I said to all my friends, you think it's going to be for two weeks? Everyone was like, yeah, they said two weeks. I go, are you serious? You think they're just going to have everyone buy the balls and shut down every business, crash the stock market? They're not giving an inch back unless we give them what they want, which is a vaccine or some tracking program or all of the above. Exactly. They roll out this whole agenda they've been planning for decades and you think two weeks, they're just going to let you back to no way, bro. No way. But when I start to really read the writing on the walls and trusting my instinct and my gut is right. hundred. It's not even like my gut is always right. It's, it's like my gut is right. You know, there's not like a percentage or anything. It's like truth has a frequency and it's in my soul. (laughs) Right. But, um, but yeah, the writing is on the wall and it's getting really interesting. And I'm not wearing a mask anymore. And by me showing my face, who would have ever thought that this is the most revolutionary act that I've ever done? I mean, I've hosted conferences and done it's all so this symbolic. Stuff. It's like you're being yourself. You're the one person that's yourself. Like when you meet someone and you're both wearing masks, and you hit it off. Are you going to know if you meet them again? It's insane. Like this is such a huge such a huge deal. And okay. So I want to interject, interject. I mean, your story about your friend, I think you said his name was Brian and that really, really hurts to hear about. And I, I'm sure it's not the only situation like it. Uh, But the thing is about breathing through the mouth, which is probably what's going on with that guy and not getting even as high quality of breath. There's so much that I've been learning about on the science of breathing lately. I mean, I've always been interested in breathing from like a spiritual practices point of view, but there's real science that will show that has demonstrated that breathing, being a chronic mouth breather, what like probably half or more people are, it changes the shape of your face. It actually makes your mouth get smaller. If you're a mouth breather as a child, having the proper posture while you breathe and breathing through the nose, like tongue kind of suctioned up to the roof of your mouth, uh, teeth, very teeth gently clenched together. This actually opens up your nasal passageways. There's like a positive feedback loop and a negative feedback loop. The further you get into like the bad breathing habits, the worse it is when you sleep, you know, you get the dry mouth while you're asleep makes you have to wake up and go to the bathroom all the time. Cause you're drinking water throughout the night. But uh, anyway, there's this book called breath, the new science of a lost art by 
James Nestor. You guys should all check this book out because it is full of both the information to back up what he's talking about and explanation of really simple ways you can change your breathing habits. And let me tell you, the the reason people snore and have sleep apnea, it's not because that's a natural human condition. It has a lot to do with the fact that people are not breathing correctly during the day. And like you can eliminate those type of problems with the right kind of breathing practice. So the, this I can't breathe thing, it is a it is a curse being put on people. And the irony of ironies is when they're putting it on the mask that they're wearing and they're at a protest or whatever with the I can't breathe mask on their face. It's just like you are really, really into a, a, a bad hole whenever that's like the hex that's on you. And it's it's going in that direction further and further. So to to wrap up on this breathing thing, I found out that you can get mouth tape and I'm about to try this out. So I'll report back to how it goes, but I'm going to be taping my lips shut while I sleep, force myself for 90 days at minimum with mouth tape to breathe only through my nose while I sleep. And we'll see how it changes my everything. But it looks to be like this is the most basic part of being a human and ancient tribes and, you know, wisdom cultures from all parts of the world. They've all known this. It's completely real and is super important that we get this information because it's like next to grounding. I mean, this is probably even bigger than grounding as far as your health goes. It's at least in the same ballpark as being super simple, yet absolutely critical to our health. So realize that this thing with the masks is <laughs> whenever the whenever the controllers do one thing, they're doing like 50 things at once. And that's what's so amazing about the architecture of this control scheme is that, you know, the masks serve so many purposes all at once. But ultimately, it's a, a big div division thing. And I, I just can't believe that we're at this point where we're such children uh, on the whole, like just waiting to be told what to do. Obedient little children. Uh, when are we going to get out of <laughs> when are we going to get out of diapers and start actually living life again you know like like you said this is this isn't a two-week thing obviously it's been going on for a while now and they're not going to just give this back to us give back the when have rights ever been given back that were taken away please name a time and tell me about that and i'd like to see i'd like to know <laughs> when that's ever happened uh we have to we have to realize that this has actually been going on decade after decade that at the beginning of each new decade some new stuff goes on that's like setting the tone for what that decade is going to be about by the by the playbook. And that's what we're seeing right now. This is this. There isn't a new normal coming like you're in it unless we do something about it. I also think that the wearing of the mask while holding the sign, I can't breathe. Um, well, firstly, you know, my gut kind of immediately told me that that the entire situation was potentially staged altogether but definitely very fishy with the all of a sudden racial tension race wars with the George Floyd and I'm I I, I grew up in DC um I love every race and everyone and you know if George Floyd did die that day you know, I really do respect uh, that, and I'm sorry that he died. Um, but at the same time, there's false flags and they're staged, 
and there's no coincidences. And he has a Freemason tattoo over his chest, 33rd degree symbol. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. It's unreal, you know? Um, but I think very deep in a karmic, uh, spiritual sense, um, because there's, there's some real evil making its way onto earth right now. And they're very smart and diabolical and they're working in conjunction with humans, you know, whatever's going on. But this, I can't breathe while wearing the mask from the previous thing when it should be like, when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, thank God someone's protesting, you know, the masks. And then I realized, no, they're not. It's, it's a consent thing, brother. It's a deep, deep, like, even though they don't know it and it's through trickery, it is what it is. It's a, it's a consent thing. And then also on top of that irony, I noticed, um, curfews being put in place curfews on top of quarantines. Oh my, <laughs> like, you know, that's telling people to go inside twice. That, <laughs> that's pretty, they must've been really bad to deserve that. You know what I mean? Truthers have been warning about this day for a long time. And now it's like here full force and people still aren't in mass waking up to what's going on. It, one other thing about the masks too, that I forgot to mention Dude, during the slave trade, they put masks on people like just like this. It's symbolic. They're telling you that you're a slave and then they're making it out like that. Uh, there's this big race war and all this racial injustice when the truth is that any kind of inequality that's going on is, is engineered inequality. And 99% of people I've ever met in my life are not racist. So where's the real problem? I'm, I'm not saying that there hasn't been a lot of police brutality, but there's police brutality every day. No one talks about Duncan Lemp who was killed in March, who was a, a guy who the police in his town thought that he had uh, guns that were illegal. So they broke into his home at four 30 in the morning with a SWAT team and shot him to death in his bed while he was asleep and shot his pregnant girlfriend who was lying next to him, but she survived. No one talks about that guy. It's like, is that not brutality because he's a, a white person? I mean, we're all in this system the real the real problem is that we're talking about the race issue when really it's this is being done to all races, all people. We're all we're all being brutalized in this way. And it just it just blows my mind because, uh, you know, now people are able to feel virtuous when they signal with the, the blacking out of their profile or the right hashtag that they're on board with with a movement. When what is that actually doing to help anything? You know, I, I just, it just boggles my mind. I, even the fact that I make asking these questions, the wrong person hearing it is going to be like, well, he's a racist. He doesn't support the movement, you know? And I'm just like, okay, miss the point if you want. But what's really important here is the big picture. Yeah. And the big picture is that our ability to become activists and support activism, which is free thinking and whatnot, activism as a whole was all of a sudden hijacked through this, which is very fascinating, very deep state, very much psyop, psychological manipulation, social, I mean, it's- Controlled it, opposition is what they call it. It's genius. Yeah, and it is controlled opposition. And as I learn more and more about that, we should do a show about it, but I could write a book on that myself as I get deeper into the activist space I, I learn more and more and more about the depths of that because to be frank, 
it's hard to step up and say, I'm going to be an activist, especially with your friends, family, and peers saying, what are you crazy? And, and nudging you in other directions. Not very many people actually become activists. You know, a lot of people that say that they are, they may not actually be, they may actually be just funded by George Soros or, or whoever it may, it may be. So just to talk about this for a minute, it's very important to realize that it is true. The activism has now been completely taken over, polarized. And now, um, for instance, um, Chance, name any sort of activism that Matt Landman might come at you with. Um, chemtrails. Okay, so I come, up you, yeah, I come up to you with a chemtrails information. I'm like, hey, do you know about blah, 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 blah? The, the chemtrails, the weather's engineered. Hey, or I'll, tell, I'll give you my, my, my pitch. Um, I have a flyer. Um, hi, I made a film about weather modification. No, sorry. Hi, I made a documentary, Frankenskies. It's online for free. Bam. Hi, I made a documentary, Frankenskies. It's online for free. Hand him the flyer. Hi, I made a documentary, Frankenskies. It's online for free. Hand him the flyer, right? That's what I do. That's my pitch. So it's like, oh, he made the documentary. It's online for free. Frankenskies. And then they see the graphic. They're like, cool. Oh, that's cool. Whatever. And then maybe they go watch it. But now in this new environment, this new world, this new world order, when no one's got any freaking thing to do, I'm going to go this whole show without cursing. This, <laughs> I'm no trying got, to stop doing it. <laughs> no one's got any freaking thing to do except for watch their controlled social media and their controlled news. And all these platforms are telling them that there's looters and this and that and all these things. Why would I talk about weather modification when there's racism and looting and all these prevalent things going on right now? You know, I'm all of a sudden almost the enemy for not respecting the current situation. Okay. So activism's now like. You mean parody? Sorry? You mean for not parroting the narrative is really what it is. You don't parrot the narrative, then you're a piece of crap. I've been experiencing it myself. Right. So now if I step up and saying, hey, actually, COVID is um, a sham. We need to open up our businesses. I live in a small town, brother, and half of the stores are already closed. They're, they're empty. The establishment says for sale or for rent. My favorite coffee shops and whatnot are, are never coming back. Like these stores are never coming back because of this. And what, someone got 1200 bucks, you know, in the bailout, when I got my 1200 bucks, you ever been to Ruth's Chris? I know you haven't, but do you know about Ruth's Chris? Yeah. My family took me there once when I was really young. (laughs) Cool. Not to say that you haven't, but it's a really fancy, freaking expensive restaurant that I would think that you probably, I've never It's like a hundred dollars for your family. It was like 200 bucks for like a family of four to eat there. Yeah, like the potato is like 25 bucks. You know, you want to get a side potato or something. Um, This elite, very fancy, very expensive steakhouse, Ruth's Chris, they got like 50 million or some crazy amount of money in this bailout when mom and pops like hardly, they they can't survive. But these, but these elitists, you know, they, the people who got paid out, if you look into it, you know, but either way, if I talked about the current situation, the new world order, you know, forget me saying that maybe that George Floyd was staged. I, I'd be totally stoned to death by my peers. That's really effed up if I said that, you know, which I wouldn't because I've got respect for all those sensitivities. 
but just even talking about the COVID and I'm, I'm a, a risk to other people's health. So I am uh, slightly asthmatic, you know, it's probably because of all the herb I smoke, but either way, um, I am slightly asthmatic and in the ordinance of my County, it says that if you have breathing issues, you are not required to wear the mask. So I went into the dollar store the other day to grab some coconut oil because surprisingly for $1, I can get a little thing of coconut oil and I can do this oil pools in the morning, which are really good for your mouth to get the biome together. We have a biome that goes from our gut of microbes, from our gut all the way up to our mouth, all the way into our brain, you know? And if we eat GMOs and, and give our mouths poison with like mouthwash and fluoride and stuff, we totally ruin all that. And dry them out while sleeping with breathing through the mouth to go back to what we talked about before. That's a real problem too. Yeah. And I meant to mention, um, if you want to go there and it's very important and I think everyone should at least, um, delve into it. Um, what's his name? I can't remember the German, um, Hoff there's breathe breath work, look into breath work and breathing. Yeah. Wim Hof. Yeah. That's good. Breath work technique. Wim Hof. Um, just check out that book I was talking about earlier. We'll get to this dollar store story in a second, but this was burning in my mind was just wanting to say that, isn't it convenient that when it's time for everyone to start protesting because they get their cues from their social media, uh, they all happen to be for the most part already on unemployment because of COVID. So it works out. They can go out and protest. They don't have to go to work today. I mean, there's a million things like the, the pallets of bricks that were just already there. If you, if you don't know about the pallets of bricks, you listeners, you have got to know about these uh, rocks. They're not even bricks, but they're like even more brutal than bricks. Like these perfectly shaped pointy rocks that um, near these boutique, fancy uh, Southern California, LA, whatever um, establishments. Mind you, these small businesses, poor, poor small businesses. Oh my gosh. So quarantine and they're told, oh, you're not an essential business. You have to shut down. So they can't even be open. And now they're getting just like looted by uh, Antifa, basically, you know, and George Soros kind of character. Um, oh, uh, speaking of George Soros in our, in my area, I can't remember if it was Kansas city or St. Louis, but uh, the prosecutor for one of those big cities was getting a lot of flack for just letting the rioters and the looters out of prison after being arrested without charging them with anything. And then someone found and dug up that her campaign to get elected was funded by George Soros. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Okay. So screw the, uh, screw the dollar store story for a minute. So, <laughs> or, or even for the whole show, well, yeah, let's, way, let's work our way towards a, a break point and, yeah. uh, and then take a small break and come back for plus. So what say what you got on your mind for the free listeners and then, you know, remind them where they can find all your stuff. And we got about five minutes in this window right here. Okay, for sure. And I wanted to, to get into that. Um, so for people that don't know, there are activists, quote unquote activists that are hired to show up and loot and like, raise hell and get other people involved. And it's even like a pyramid scheme. Like the more people you get, the more money you make and they show up and all of a sudden there's these pallets basically of these rocks that they just have to like wire clip open and then they can riot right there and bust up these boutiques and burn down stores and whatnot. But it's, it's staged people. It's staged from the beginning to the end. So Trump meeting it with force the way that he did, that too 
was staged. And I guess you're just going to have to pay to listen to the other hour. But it's really important to know that there's a state division based on who's going to be aggressive and who's not. And, and the aggression evidently is, is coming from Trump, again, staged. But people are being, again, completely uh, brainwashed with it all to, to pick, oh, are you for or against the way Trump is handling this and polarizing? And eventually we're going to have states breaking away and becoming total Nazi regimes, being able to write their own new constitutions and, and treat people all crazy. It's all part of the agenda. It's all rolling out. You know, I'll elaborate on it later. But either way, the dollar store, I went in and I told the cashier, no, I can't wear a mask. The ordinance says I don't have to. And I'm just getting my coconut oil. And he says, um, no, it's for the health of everyone else. You have to wear your mask. And I said, no, if I wear it, I might, I might die. And he said, yeah, but it's for the safety of others, sir. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Just that, that um, he could actually have the audacity to not care about my safety behind a plexiglass wall with no one else in the store wearing a mask that doesn't even work. You know, just the, how quickly we've lost our humanity. Oh yeah, please find me at uh, S-P-E-R-O. It's Latin word for hope, Sparrow, because we're bringing hope to the future generations. Sparrowapparel.com, sparrowprotectionclothing.com. Actually, um, please as well, watch the movie Frankenskies at frankenskiesthemovie.com. And find me on YouTube, please, Matt Landman. Also on Facebook, L-A-N-D-M-A-N. I appreciate everyone and thanks for tuning in. Awesome, thanks, Matt. And we'll catch you guys. We'll catch you guys in the second hour for members and man, we got a lot. We're just getting warmed up. Really. We had to cover some ground work here, but there's, there's a lot more to discuss with, with all these issues. So they definitely hope to see you guys join up on Patreon. If you're not already members, also you would be investing in your future, investing in your health and yourself to pick up some gear from Sparrow and supporting a really awesome guy with Matt's work. So Thanks, Matt. And we'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode. I really enjoyed the conversation with Matt. We've become great buddies off the air. And one of my real treasures of doing this podcasting thing is making connections with other people who are looking for a higher perspective on things and definitely not scared of what <laughs> the that we're being shown that's meant to scare us and divide us. And it's really, really amazing how many people I see right now that think that they're spiritual people. And I'm not saying they're not spiritual in a lot of respects and that they don't have the, the right intentions, but that a lot of the people that I encounter or speak with online are just kind of parroting the fear porn, parroting the fear perspective that, you got to wear a mask when you go out that, that um, <laughs> mainly that one, <laughs> that the, the coronavirus thing is real, that if I'm questioning the events around the George Floyd shenanigans, for example, then I must be a racist. The, the, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Really? I care about what happens to everybody. And that's why I question things. So hopefully since you've made it this far, you're also at least with me in that it's worth questioning these things and not just immediately turning somebody off, tuning them out just because they have, have these questions. And really it it's like fear has become a virtue 
in this time. And that by, by expressing the fear that is being programmed into us and believing in it, that makes you somehow a good person because you're signaling that you care about other people by being worried about the uh, BS that's being presented to us by the media and told that we should all be worried about, man, there's much deeper things to be concerned about than uh, a so-called virus that I'm, I've still yet to be shown any proof that viruses even exist the way we're told or work the way we're told. So <laughs> until I get that type of proof, I'm definitely not going to be scared of it. Although I think it's very likely that we're being prepared for a type of second wave. I mean, since we had this conversation, this is crazy, but I've seen stuff from the news, like screenshots from the news. I mean, I don't watch it, but people have shared this stuff with me that the like CNN and Fox or whatever are reporting that experts are saying that you still need to do your social distancing, except if you're at a protest, it's okay. Somehow the virus is so intelligent that it can't spread it at protests. <laughs> so that's weird because that certainly wasn't true when people were protesting the lockdowns, but Hey, believe what you want, I guess. And I'm sure a lot of people at the protests don't believe that the virus somehow can't spread while they're there. So they're wearing the masks while they protest and it's getting hot out and they're, they're doing the, uh, I can't breathe slogan, which is ironic because I'm sure it's hard to breathe wearing a mask out in the heat and uh, holding up a sign and marching around. But I digress. I think we covered all this stuff pretty well in this conversation. But the uh, plus extension, I hope you guys sign up for plus at interversepodcast.com. You can find the link to it there or patreon.com forward slash interverse because we got way deeper into the theory crafting of what's going on with the transhuman agenda, California's role in it from Matt's perspective as someone who lives in California, the possibility that California could break off and become its own individual nation state and be the hub and the epicenter for the technocratic transhuman takeover. And like I said at the very beginning, this transhuman thing isn't about enhancing your life with technology or putting your consciousness into an immortal machine. It's about the utter, utter control of humanity. The new man has always been a secret society concept. And what the new man is, is actually not a man or not a woman. What makes a human being what they are and, and different is that we have the ability to question. We have the ability to think critically that we have the ability to imagine and we have the ability to create. And what we're getting right now is a monoculture around the world of people that take their cues from programming from media TV programs and that it becomes their reality. And that's the real illusion. We're also being programmed with all kinds of new age ideas. Like reality is an illusion. Reality is a simulation, but that's only partially true. The reality that most people believe in and, and operate within is an illusion and is a simulation. A lot of the events that we are being shown and people are rallying around are simulated events in like a really literal sense. If that doesn't seem plausible, just think about Hollywood, man. Think about the movies that you see that are so realistic. I mean, they might not be believable in terms of plot, but <laughs> most of the ideas that people have that they even consider scientific 
they've actually just had hammered into them through movies, including the idea of infectious diseases and viruses, as including everything that people believe about space. Man, so there's a lot there, but the the uh, second hour we do cover a lot of that stuff. I'm not going to go through and list bullet points of all the things that were in the second hour. I'm kind of over the way that I've been doing this show for the last couple of years. Not that we won't still have like a free hour and a plus extension hour, but I think as far as like certain topics I've been covering, we've, we've really done a lot for the self-awareness, self-development, spiritual side of the conversation. And that's all in the archives. There's a lot of good stuff there. And going forward, I'm, going to do more stuff that I'm personally interested in, in the moment. And I mean, not that I wasn't doing that before, but uh, I just gotta, I just gotta make changes to the way I do things a little bit, you know, including the format of a pre-written intro and uh, an outro that, and all, and taking all these notes on the content of the episode. And a lot of the stuff I was doing before to try to polish up the interview and make it pristine and cut out every little um and conversational flaw. That's just not how I want to do things anymore. So if in this episode you were off put by maybe some of the, the less produced editing of it, I'm sorry about that, but I think I've just been putting my attention on the wrong things or not the wrong things, but things that weren't as important. And in, in some ways it's kind of like a form of, it's ironic. It's like perfectionism slash procrastination because by being a perfectionist about stuff that you don't need to be a perfectionist about, it allows you to procrastinate on other things that would be more beneficial to be, uh, excuse me, focused on. So like that, I just cleared my throat. I'm going to leave that in there. (laughs) This is real life trying to be more real with everybody. Hope that's okay. Um, so Really enjoyed this conversation with Matt, as I said a bunch of times. Don't forget to check out SpiroProtectionClothing.com. Don't forget to check out a lot of the stuff, check into a lot of the stuff that we talked about in this episode. One thing that was in the plus, and I probably, I'll be bringing it up from time to time because I'm really into it, but I probably talked about it in plus with some of the gematria, numerological ciphers and encoding that's in the events right now. And uh, I'll hopefully get better at explaining that stuff as I go, but... I really want people to check out a channel called Gematria Effect. Um, that's a great website, a great YouTube channel. If you need any indication of how relevant the information they bring, or Zachary Hubbard, the one guy who does that channel, the stuff he brings, it's so relevant that YouTube's deleted his channel 19 times. <laughs> Holy crap. And he still has a pretty large following of people that loyally come back, find the new channel, and keep going with them. So... It would be awesome if I could get that guy on sometime. Might not happen because he's so busy. He does like his own podcast five days a week, which is amazing. And he's just breaking down headlines and showing you the new, the by the numbers how these events are actually completely encoded with the all all the clues you need to know who's behind what, what their agenda is, and especially the biblical encoding that I was mentioning in the beginning meant to scare Christians and even people that don't consider themselves Christians anymore that see like how this stuff is all playing out in a very scripturally scripted way might 
lean them back towards Christianity or something. I don't know. But at the very least, it's all fear, fear, fear. And I don't want to spread fear anymore. I want to spread truth and awareness. And I don't want to talk about stuff that I can't be pretty sure about anymore. I don't want to spread memes that I just because I used to find them interesting, but that I can't prove like that there's aliens or something coming and uh, manipulating humanity in some way, you know, lots of these ideas. I'm, I'm just done with all that. And so hopefully you guys are along for the ride with me as this show changes and I'm changing and the world is definitely changing. <clears throat> so would love to have your support on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash interverse would be great. The more support I could get, the more work I can do into the show and uh, the more time I can spend on it. So thank you so much for being with me and not dismissing me and Matt out of hand because we're questioning the narrative. Hopefully you can be brave enough to question the narrative too in your own life and with the people around you. I know it's hard because the rejection is real, <laughs> constantly facing that rejection, but we got to be aware the crowd is untruth and spirituality has never been about doing what everyone else is doing. It's always been about individuality and the truth over the, the beliefs of the masses. So I think I'm out of here. Thanks for the, uh, Thanks for tuning into the episode. Love you guys. It's been a fun one and I can't wait for the next one. And I'll catch you all got all later. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, yeah. Bye bye. Revolt to something real.